What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. My name is Kyle, and I am here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll be <clears throat> sorry going over the weekly shows, <laughs> going over any stories from all the different promotions. We'll be recapping WWE's day one event and interviewing indie wrestler Cameron Walker. Plus the Demi Yeah moment of the week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19. And give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you use and listen to the show. Dylan, before we start, I want to apologize. I am very sick, but uh, the show must go on. So, uh, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? Well, what's catching my eye right now is you being a fucking trooper, my guy. Look at Listen to you powering through. Yeah, anyway, show must go on. Show must go on, baby. Anyway... Uh, so WWE has announced some entrance for the men's and women's uh, Royal Rumble matches. Oh, um, no. A lot of them are just the typical names that you'd expect, just people from the <laughs> roster. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble, however, it is announced that Johnny Knoxville from Jackass will be a part of the match. Stupid. Hey, dude, I love me some Johnny Knoxville, but yeah, I'm with you. This is just a waste of an entrant. I mean, well, this is kind of dumb. Well, tell me, what what is Johnny Knoxville gonna do? What, how how is he gonna elevate anything or anyone? You're, you're turning into Ch- Tony Chimmel right now with your voice crack. But I I, I mean I'm I with you. I'm with you 100. percent It it it's a waste of a spot. The women's Rumble, however, there's some key names that I don't think a lot of people expected. Now, WWE should have kept these as a secret, but I'm gonna run through some names. The okay. Bella Twins are both confirmed. Why? Uh, just cause Kelly Kelly is confirmed. Um, okay. Michelle McCool, who's I mean we 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 love Michelle McCool. I'm okay with that. She's great. Lita, amazing. She's confirmed for the match. A uh, Summer Ray. Yep. Awkward silence. Mm-hmm. But the most surprising one is Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion Mickey <clears throat> James is confirmed for the Women's Rumble. Yep. Not only is she has she been confirmed, WWE is promoting her as the Impact Knockouts champion. So the forbidden door of sorts, WWE has finally opened it. They are now, I don't know if this is going to be a long-term partnership, but working with Impact Wrestling in some form or fashion, this is going against what WWE normally does. They act like they're the only... Mm. They, they, they put themselves on an island. They're the only <clears throat> wrestling company in the world. So to see them kind of interact with someone, bring in a champion from another promotion, that's big news. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, well, Dylan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some bad news and give yep. you the uh, basically what's going to go on here, in my opinion. So, um, Dylan, I don't think WWE could fill the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, they so couldn't. in my opinion, I think this whole thing – was to do two things. One, they wanted to rekindle the relationship with Mickey James. Now, remember how mad Mickey James was, but I guess she's good now because of money, right? Um, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Because they gave her a paycheck. Now everything's just great and nothing bad ever happened. But uh, the second thing is, Dylan, is so they did that, and now they're going to use – a couple, I would say a couple of the talents from Impact into the Royal Rumble because they need to fill it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't see any long-term partnership here. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think this is a one-night thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, I uh, I said how bad the Reddings were in impact. So, I mean, they basically need to do anything they can to get um, some shine. I wonder if the pay-per-view buys for Hard to Kill will go up tonight just because they're WWE tweets and stuff like that related. So um, maybe that was the whole thing to get those pay-per-views up. I just don't see anything good happening. Um, WWE probably just going to bury anyone from Impact. Um, the only names, Dylan Summer Ray is with Impact. So that's why she is back. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I know, she's signed with Impact. Um, Mickey James, you got to think, maybe uh, the inspiration. Um, maybe Dashwood. I, I don't see them using any Impact names that they have made, just the ex-WWE names. Right. So in my opinion, this is only for the short term. This really doesn't do anything but fill the rumble mm-hmm. and rekindle the relationship between Mickey James and WWE. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to go to a long-term thing. You're not going to see a big feud between Mickey and Charlotte or whatever champion versus champion thing. Nothing like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you're not going to see Rosemary show up and no. that's going to be kind of like, like, like you said, it's going to be ex WWE stars who just happen to be with impact. Probably see a couple more surprise names. I could see the inspiration as a tandem, both being in there. Um, as much as I would love to see Rosemary in the Rumble, don't waste that on someone no. like Rosemary. Um, actually, I mean, like, dude, Impact well, she... has a really good women's division. I, I hate to see anyone lose, but, I mean, it's, it's good shine, so. If there's anybody that deserves mainstream recognition, it is Rosemary. Right. So I wouldn't mind if they booked her strong, which we know they wouldn't. The only person that I could see them booking strong, Dylan, is Jordan Grace. Yes. So that would be the only ex- or non-XWWE woman that I could see being the Rumble. So do you see so, – so are you saying Mickey's not going to have a strong outing? It's just more of a, hey, I'm here. I, think, I don't I think, think it's going to be that strong. I don't I think, think it's going to be that big. I think no. she may go deep. She's obviously not going to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if she's in the final five or six. Yeah, but I, I think she'll be in the 23 to 27 range. We'll save our predictions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I think she's going to be a later, and then that's how she lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to have to get a feel for the whole field and everything before we make our predictions and stuff like right. that. But, uh, right. yeah, that's some big news. And um, if WWE – some people said that they think Vince bought Impact, which I do not think is the case. No. Um, if anything happens to that, maybe Dylan and I will get on the impromptu episode here and we'll talk about more in depth, but don't expect it because it probably, it's just short term, but, exactly. uh, but, uh, all right, Dylan. So my new story this week, will be covering more WWE cuts that occurred. Yep. Uh, WWE has released William Regal, Road Dog, Ace Steel, Dave Kapoor, uh, Scar Armstrong, Coach Allison Danger, Ryan Katz, Gabe Sapolsky, Hideki Suzuki, Timothy Thatcher, and Danny Birch. Obviously, Dylan, there is only one reason why these cuts occurred, and that is to eliminate everything Triple H related in NXT and take a personal shot at him. There are even reports of many people backstage that are furious. So uh, they just want to completely diminish everything that happened on the black and gold brand. And don't even get me started on that Braun Brooker entrance that happened. (laughs) Um, So I understand Triple H, his wrestling career, how he was as a wrestler, but as he got older, 
it started becoming about pro wrestling and not himself, which we really saw, especially in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE 2.0 has people that we like. Uh, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes, MSK, Imperium, Saray, Toxic Attraction, etc. But if we're being honest, NXT is just it's unwatchable right now. It's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor There's no former wrestlers that support it or go out of their way to promote it. There's, there's just, unless you're a WWE mark, no one watches it but the target market of 64 plus. So they should have made 205 Live the developmental brand and just kept NXT because that would have been your best way to overthrow AEW, who's really gaining steam right now. Mm-hmm. Without the good NXT, Dylan, I, I don't know how they're going to compete with AEW, and they're just making it a joke of what Triple H made it, which was the best brand professional wrestling. Well, well the sad thing is, is like you mentioned AEW is picking up so much steam. They're picking up so much steam because WWE is just giving them guys and girls to use. Yeah. I mean, they've made so many cuts this year. Just think of the last month alone. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly showed up. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, I know she's been with the company in the past. There's been a relationship there, but, you know, she was recently on NXT. Um, Bobby Fish was recent. Bobby Fish was recent. Just think a couple months back, back in September, we got Danielson and Cole debuting in the same night. Like, WWE is just giving AEW their talent at this point. Ruby Soho. Soho. Yep. yep. Soho. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, a lot of the heavy hitters that AEW is featuring week after week, WWE is giving it to them. So, like, you mentioned AEW picking up steam. Yeah, they're doing some cool things, but they're doing cool things with Triple H's guys and girls, basically. Yes. And it's because Vince is like, nah, fuck it. There was one name that I didn't hear you mention, Kyle, who got Mm -hmm. cut. And that is Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. I forgot to put his name in yeah. here. Samoa Joe was the last NXT, the last true NXT champion before it switched to 2.0, if mm-hmm. you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a report that they had zero intention ever bringing him back. He, he, dropped, he relinquished the title, didn't even lose it, vacated it, and that was it. They had yep. no intention of bringing him back. Joe is 42, which doesn't meet the age requirement that they want for that brand. They want everyone to be young. I get wanting a younger roster, but it's fucking Samoa Joe. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous what they're doing. So It is. It's, it's just a joke. It is a joke at this point. Yeah. And if you want to know if Joe can still go, go watch his match with Karrion Cross, which was Ugh. just a few months ago. Ugh. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like I'm talking about this was two or three years ago. This is just, it was in 2021. It was just this year, this past year. This was recent. I just don't get it. Don't even get me started. That's going to make me cry. Anyway, um, so then we're going to jump right in uh, to AEW. And we got some talking points, but uh, we're going to start with Rampage. Uh, actually, a solid show. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Hook defeated Aaron Solo in singles action. And Adam Cole defeated the debuting Jake Atlas. In singles competition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see him get a uh, get a shine and in a major company. Um, the main talking points this week were from Dynamite, however, which was a very up and down show, and we'll talk about why. Um, Hangman Adam Page defeated Brian Danielson to retain the AEW World Title by pinfall. Dylan, I think this match was a lot better than their first one. It I wasn't agree. so drawn out. Everything had a purpose. The time was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really liked everything about it. Is it going to be a match of the year contender? 
No. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, definitely a good way to start the uh, year of 2022. Yeah. Um, when they announced uh, a couple weeks prior that they were going to have judges ringside just in case it went 60 minutes, my initial thought was fear of, oh, fuck, we're getting another drawn-out match. Don't get me wrong. The first match was very entertaining, but like you said, there were spots in that match where I was like, is this ever going to end? Yeah. Um, and not in a great way. It turned out to be a great match. Don't get me wrong. I loved it, but I was, I was fearful for this match of like, they're going to have another 60 minute draw and this is going to be fucking ridiculous. I love that. Uh, page gets the win here by pinfall, not by judges decision. Um, and it was still a competitive match. Still very fun. And like you said, it was better than their first. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I don't think Danielson's going to be the one to beat Adam page anymore, nope. but, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so we're going to go into the next major talking point, which was the main event of the show. Uh, Jurassic Express defeated the Lucha Bros to become the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Dylan, this match was very fun. Not the best these teams could produce, but nonetheless, very, very fun match. Um, mm-hmm. We do wish Ray Phoenix a speedy recovery. He Absolutely. had a brutal spot uh, through the table by Luchasaurus. People thought his arm was broken. However, it's just severely dislocated. So uh, we're thankful it's not a, a big tear or just a breaking of the arm. But uh, hopefully he'll be back as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, Dylan, so now you have to think, did the decision change mid-match when Phoenix was injured? And, you know, Pence is like, listen, man, you guys are going to have to win because I don't have a partner. Mm-hmm. Because it did look like they held back. Um The lights went out during that match, Dylan, so a lot of people think Brody King was going to debut as well, but uh, that never happened because of this injury. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here, but uh, I'm very happy that the Lucha Express are the tag team champions. Yeah, I don't want to take away from Jurassic Express's win, but my initial thought, because when Ray Phoenix got hurt, it's actually within the last two minutes of the match, so I wonder if they (laughs) rushed it. And if you go back and watch the finish, Jungle Boy won with a roll-up. It's yeah. not like it was a big, clean finish, a big, dramatic finish. So I wonder, like you said, did they just call an audible on the fly, which does happen in pro wrestling. Injuries happen, and you have to change things as you go. Not trying to take away from the win, but like you said, is, was, was Brody King supposed to debut, and now we're supposed to get Malachi Black, Brody King, and the Lucha Bros? Was that their original plan going in? Yeah. And the call an audible last second. And that feud doesn't have as much impact with Jurassic Express as much as I love that team. You can, so, you can debate that. It's kind of, yes. you know, kind of a toss-up. Um, and then the last point, Dylan, um, massive. Uh, Jade Cargill defeated Ruby Soho to become the first TBS Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Dylan and I are not going to agree on this, but in my opinion, Dylan, this was not the right decision. It was the only decision they could make. You aren't going to build Jade Cargill to become 22-0 and and to lose to someone like Ruby Soho. The match itself, let's be honest, was not good. And I, I just, I don't know. Like, that match was just very, very bad. But the potential for Jade is there. So mm-hmm. I hope she grows and learns while she's champion because there's a lot of people that do become better as her champion. 
Yep. So I'm hoping she becomes comfortable because the talent is there. She just needs to put it all together. However, Soho, she did not work in this match at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you what do you think of the match and the decision? Yeah, the match itself was was okay at best, and I'm not gonna lie, I was I wasn't as excited for this match going in. I remember telling you that if it was Soho and Thunder Rosa, I feel like it would have been a better match, but. Face-face dynamics don't always work in wrestling, so you had to put a heel in there. When Jade Cargill won the semifinal, my initial thought is, well, she's got to win the thing now, right? Because, you know, 22-0, like you said, I thought when the tournament was announced, it was built to put a belt on Soho without beating Britt Baker. Uh Maybe she wasn't ready to beat uh, Britt, but she was ready to be a champion in some form of fashion. I love that they went in a completely different direction. You've talked about numerous times that AEW plays it too safe with their booking. Mm-hmm. Even though you feel this was the right choice. This was the right choice. This yep. wasn't This wasn't the safe choice. I think the safe choice would have been put the belt on an established star like Ruby Soho instead of one of their homegrown talents. Yes. Um, so I like that decision. I like the risk there. And it seems like Soho is going to be feuding again with Britt Baker. They teased it on Dynamite again. So... I mean, everyone wins, I guess, in that scenario. So, I mean, good for, good for everyone. And it, I don't see it as a complete shock because, remember, in, with everything considered, the woman's 22-0, and 0 and she, yes. she is dominant. She just mm-hmm. needs – She has a the lot look. of – Yes, yeah, I mean, she has probably the best look in wrestling right now. Now, she, she's got to become more crisp, especially riding the ropes, and some corner stops are a little here and there, but – She's got everything you need to become a massive star. Well, she's, and, but, well, she, she's but, a legit athlete, Kyle. Remember, she played women's basketball. Exactly. So, like, she is an athlete. And yeah. between the two, I'm picking Jade Cargill any day of the week over Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Any day of the week. So, I, there was a lot of talking points from AEW. I think they did the right thing. We'll just have yeah. to see uh, what they do in the next uh, couple months here. But, um, all right, so uh, this week we're uh, going to jump right into the indies with me. Um, and we will do WWE a little bit later in the show. So, uh, Don, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Um, hopefully my uh, voice just isn't completely correct through the whole thing. But uh, You're good. You're good, Tony. You're good. Um, <clears throat> this week... Dylan, I will be highlighting Imperial Wrestling Entertainment based out of the state of Michigan for IWE Battlezone TV. Uh, We started with Captain Tony Garrix defeating Victor Cross, Hannah Henderson, and Juniper Gates in a four-corner war match, which was super entertaining. Kudos to all four people there. Uh, Corey Kerr defeated Rick Cordia in a Hoss fight by DQ after being attacked by Jacob Braun. Uh, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, Rocky Shocker uh, defeated Roberto Cruz in a very fun match. Um, I don't think it was up to par as the opener, but still, uh, both of those guys have a lot of good strength, so I, I did enjoy the match there. But in the main event, Backwoods Bam defended the IWE World Heavyweight Championship against Greater Goods, Jeremiah J. Hughes, and Bill Blackwell. And this match was fantastic. Three guys punching each other in the face, literally strangling each other. Near falls, constant action. I love the story that it was a two-on-one because Hughes and Blackwell, they're in the same faction. So the storytelling is perfect. This was chaos with so many people coming, interfering, in and out. 
Blackwell ended up nailing Hughes, turning on his partner as Bam hits an elbow drop for the win and retain his title. Very fun contest. All three of these guys are super talented, and the commentary team told the story so well. Check out this promotion on their YouTube page. Um, I'm not sure if they post it anywhere else, but uh, just make sure you go to their YouTube page every week. You, uh, you won't miss it there because you, you really don't want to miss it. They have a lot of good stuff in store, um, especially in February as well. As for my MVP, very close, but Captain Tony Garrix is my MVP. Very smart wrestling, um, just just very smart. Has a like big IQ or a high IQ, I should say. Um, picks his spots very well, and all his moves look super clean. So check out Imperial Wrestling Entertainment, and my MVP this week is Captain Tony Garrix. Awesome, love it. And if you have a promotion with someone named Backwoods Bam mm-hmm. in it, that's definitely worth tuning into. So uh, we'll definitely be checking them out, uh, giving them shout-outs on social media, so everyone please look into them. Um, good to see those posts. Yep. I think it was another good week. Yeah. I mean, they're, week, always, they're, always, they're always solid, Kyle, even when you can't talk. I know. I, I really can't <laughs> talk. But, uh, <laughs> but we, we will uh, move on here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dylan, what is your hot take of the week? So, on Dynamite this past week, uh, there was another MJF <coughs> Punk promo. Oh, God. Um, where they We've only seen shots. that a million times. Sorry, right. go on. I mean, they're great talkers, Kyle. I'm not going to get – I'm not sick of it. You are. Mm-hmm. Um. So they take a lot of shots at each other, but there was something in that promo that no one is talking about, and it's this upcoming week, CM Punk is supposed to wrestle Wardlow. Correct? Yes. When MJF announced at the end of the promo, everyone's talking about the shots at WWE that they each took and mentioning WrestleMania and all this and that, but no one's talking about Wardlow wrestling CM Punk next week. So my hot take, Kyle, is also a spoiler and a prediction. Wardlow is going to defeat CM Punk. Clean? Clean. This is how you build a superstar. Punk is a megastar in pro wrestling. We know that. Him taking a loss to Wardlow does not affect him in any way. But him beating Wardlow, I think, hurts Wardlow. You want to build that credibility up and make this guy a champion? I said last week he was going to be a world champion one day. I'm double downing and saying that he is going to beat my favorite pro wrestler ever, and he's going to defeat CM Punk clean next week on AEW Dynamite. I like the prediction. I have a couple issues with it. One, um, so let's say Wardlow defeats CM Punk, right? Mm-hmm. What does that do for the MJF-CM Punk feud then? Because if MJF's guy wins, what does that do for that feud? Is MJF I mean, just going to lose now? I mean, CM Punk's now losing two matches in a row. So what what does this do? And I, the only way I, I, I fear this prediction, Dylan, is mm-hmm. Wardlow wins, MJF loses. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand, like, I don't think Wardlow should lose, but right. I think you can do shenanigans where he doesn't lose clean or you can even have him lose by DQ, something like that. I just – I don't think – in a feud with CM Punk that MJF can lose. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I mean, you know how they book CM, CM Punk does the same thing every single week on Dynamite. They're not going to have this guy lose to- two times in a row. Right. So it's, MJF's going to have to lose. What do you feel about that? 
I mean, why does MJF have to lose? That's that. That's what Sam I'm Punk's now losing twice. I get, I get that that's how they book him, but I'm also trying to say like that shouldn't be how they book him. No, I, use, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, you can use Punk to establish these new stars because he's already established. Him taking a loss isn't going to affect him as much as a Wardlow or even an MJF. <clears throat> no, um, but so big picture. If you want to build Wardlow as the guy or a guy moving forward, quit squashing local talent and beat CM Punk. I say make the risk, take the risk, make this booking decision, and make Wardlow look legit by beating the quote-unquote best in the world. I don't disagree with you. I think it should be Wardlow. I just don't love the timing of this match. Yeah. Um, It could be better, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm making this hot take, by the way, wearing a CM Punk shirt. No one can see this, but I'm wearing the punk shirt, but I'm a huge Wardlow guy. I love him. Should have been QT Mirschel that beat him. But oh, anyway, shut uh, up. we're going to go into my hot take of the week. <laughs> um, and now, Dylan, when was the last time um, QT Mirschel was on the show? Moving on, Kyle. And now, uh, Dylan, when was the last time that uh, your guy, um, oh, what's that? Uh, Jay Lethal was on the show. Anyway, let's go on. Um, so my hot take of the week. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, uh, so New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom 16 event took place this week. Mm-hmm. And there was a very common theme. Okada defeated Will Ospreay. Tanahashi defeated Kenta to regain the IWGP US title. And Nato defeated Jeff Cobb to basically confirm he is next in line for a title shot against Okada. Dylan, what is the issue? What is, what's the issue there? It's... Uh. Oh, you you want to answer? I'm going to say it sounds like we're going back to the status quo, right? Exactly. It is that New Japan does not take any risk. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I dog AEW and WWE for doing it all the time. New Japan's the worst at it of the three. I'm saying that right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they are they're too reliant on the same names. New Japan had a tough 2021. So, though my hot take this week is that the man that needs to beat Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight title is not NATO. It is Jeff Cobb. Listen, Mm -hmm. Cobb had an incredible 2021 all around the globe. And the company is not used to having dominant world champions. Uh, I know Ishii's been in that mix, but this guy is just dominant. And they don't have a lot of guys like that. So, I would also maybe like a guy like Great Khan or Tiger Mask or El Fantasmo or anybody to become the new U.S. champion so we can have some different names in there. Don't, if the company's going to get a new and bigger TV deal, having Jeff Cobb would be a great start mm-hmm. as a champion because he's a, becoming a household name in the United States. Yeah. New faces just become new champions – because it's really going to help. It, it's just becoming stale and too complacent. So having these new talent or these new names, it, it's going to help them in the long term. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a big Jeff Cobb guy. I, yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, um, he's one of my favorites in the world. Yep. Yeah, but as good as New Japan is at, like, just matches, match quality and stuff like that, I mean, they're off the charts. They have been for years. <laughs> But storytelling-wise, sometimes does fall off a little bit. Booking, like you said, definitely falls off a little bit. Um, they don't 
like, I mean, I knew exactly where you were going before you even said anything. <laughs> we don't rehearse these, by the way, guys. No. New Japan's going back to the status quo. They're they're going back. It's just like it's like WWE with Roman Reigns. It's like what's safe for them? Ah, Roman wins. LOL. Like that's what New Japan does very consistently. They just cycle through a few names here and there. They'll throw some random person up, not random, but someone not in the mix, and then they'll go back to their three or four. They'll go like back Shingo. to the well. They they yeah. brought Shingo in. Yep. Yeah. Like and then they'll go back to the well. And then, oh, someone else became champion. And then they're back to the well. Like, that's what New Japan does pretty consistently. Matches and, are great, but booking, eh, not so much. And we're not even saying that Tanahashi or Okada or Kenta or those guys are bad. It's just no. we've seen them before. Yes. Like, let, let's have some new blood. Let's have some of these younger yeah. guys or newer guys. Let them get a chance because you don't know. Maybe it will take off and having a U.S. deal don't I hate to say it, having a U.S. champion or a United States guy as the main champion, it could work out. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to I see mean, what it's happens. just like, I guess before we move on, you know, we we love John Moxley and Chris Jericho, but why were they the first AEW world champions? Why not give someone else a shot? Exactly. Even though AEW was new at the time, that championship was new. So it wasn't like the same guys, but they were established guys already. Why was yep. it? You know, and I've said that since AEW first kicked off, MJF not being a champion yet is kind of kind of strange. Um, yeah, I mean, they just it's that that could be the best way I could you know describe it. I he should have beat Mox. He, sh- I mean, I think that's one of AEW's biggest blunders right now is mm-hmm. MJF needed to beat Mox. Yeah, but they they got some plans. I still think he's going to become a big champion one day. I, I'm just, I just want it's, it now, and I don't want to wait. Yeah, so. it's taken a while. Yeah, but uh, AEW is usually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of wrong, but uh, they are better than WWE. They so do, they I do a lot of good. Yeah, they do a lot of good stuff long term. I mean, Adam yeah, Page is is a key example at long term storytelling. So. Oh God, Adam Page is great. Um, so, oh boy, uh, we will now be reviewing WWE's day one premium live event. No. Oh, yeah, they're no longer pay-per-views, baby. They are <laughs> premium live events, baby. Um, we will be... <laughs> <laughs> we will be doing things a little bit different. Um, so we're not here for about three and a half hours. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will not go in-depth about each match. It's basically mm-hmm. going to be covering what's on our head about these matches. I have a couple things written down that I didn't want to miss. They're the big takeaways. So um, we'll cover it. We'll grade it, and then uh, we'll grade the entire thing at the end. So we're going to – Dylan, there was a pre-show match. I don't know who was in it. Uh, do you want to talk about it for a second? <laughs> it was uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus uh, Ricochet and Cesaro. And the only takeaway is that Ricochet broke and Sheamus won a two-on-one handicap match. That was it. Oh, my God. Gosh. One star. Oh my goodness gracious! Anyway, I mean, it, it it sucks for Ridge Holland. This is another thing we talked about: Ray Phoenix getting hurt. Like injuries happen, but yeah, it turned into a two-on-one, and Sheamus still got the win. Which you know how I fucking feel about that. So uh, I give it a one point three. I'm rating it now. Fuck it. That uh, that poor guy, Ridge Holland. It, I just know. whenever he gains momentum, Dylan, he always something gets, happens. There's just some yeah. guys. There's just some guys that don't get the best of luck. But we wish him a speedy recovery. He's going to become a better wrestler from this. So. Uh, we're going to start with the main uh, main card, Dylan. 
Um, WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles on the line, the Usos versus the New Day. Um, when I break down these matches, I'm basically going to say the result first, and then we'll talk about it. Um, the Usos did retain their titles after hitting Kofi with a 3D. Yes. Um, so, Dylan, would you like to start uh, with this match? So, I mean, this is just the typical New Day Usos match. And I don't say that in a bad way. I mean, anytime these two teams are on my screen, it's money. Um, they still find a way to, like, reinvent the wheel, I guess. <coughs> and adding the 3D move to the Usos repertoire is definitely a way to keep this fresh. Not seeing the same finish over and over. Um, I, I I would have liked to see the Usos win here. I think I – what did I predict? Uh, you said the New Day. Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. I would have liked to see the New Day win just to kind of continue the, the build that they're going for with the King Woods gimmick. And All in all, it was a fun match still. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Dylan, I'm going to go in a kind of a different direction. Um, I thought the match started very slow. Not every match has to be 100 miles an hour. But mm-hmm. since we've seen this match a million times – our expectations start to become higher. There were fun combo moves by both teams. Um, but towards the middle, it just, I don't know, it starts slowing down. But it did pick up uh, once the Woods hot tag occurred. And then it did start picking up, which it usually does. Um, I like the slugfest spot by Woods and Jay. That was really cool. Um, I did notice a few moves that didn't look great. Uh, by Kofi Kingston around, like, when he does, like, the boom drop and, like, that big uh, lariat that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't look clean, but uh, it's Kofi. He's great. Um, yeah. I don't knock him on it too much. Um, but he did make up for it when he did sell the knee very well. Uh, match picked up at the end, Dylan. Listen, these, mat- these guys are not going to have a bad match just no. because all four of them are very, very, very talented. The match itself was good, not great. We've seen them have better matches, but it was still a solid way to start the show. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good show opener. So yeah. uh, what do you give it out of five? Um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to go uh, 3.3. That is exactly what I gave it, a 3.3. Sweet. So um, we're going to move on uh, to Drew McIntyre, Dylan. Took on Dylan's favorite wrestler in the world, Mad Cat Moss. Uh, Dylan, I'm going to start with this one, and then uh, you can you can say what you need to say. Uh, I'm going to be honest, Dylan. Uh, Drew McIntyre did win this match, by the way, with a Claymore. Mm-hmm. This wasn't horrible, Dylan. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the match could have happened on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to happen on the day one event. However, Premium, premium live event. True. Uh, however, Drew's belly-to-belly on the outside was sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad they gave Moss some offense because Riddick Moss, not Mad Cat Moss, but Riddick Moss, don't, he's not awful in the ring. He's actually not bad. He's, he's grown oh, yeah. over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the gimmick is just terrible, and it holds him back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it takes away any of the interest just because – it's just, it's not funny anymore. It, it's nope. dumb. They need to take it away. Mm-hmm. Um, the wrestling in this match wasn't awful. It, you just yeah. couldn't get behind it. Um, it and Dylan, the, the worst part about it, it went way, way, way too long. Could have been a five-minute match. Moss could have, you know, controlled the first part. Then Drew could have dominated. Um, 
The only interesting thing really about this match was Drew. Uh, Drew McIntyre is a top talent in the world, so uh, he kind of made it interesting, I guess. But uh, what do you have to say about it? Yeah, I'm done. Yep. Um, this could have been a house show match. And yeah. And I wouldn't have lost sleep over it. This is the one time <coughs> that Drew McIntyre has been on my screen and I didn't give a single fuck. I'm going to be real. Wow. Um. And it's not because of Drew McIntyre. The The build-up to this match was stupid. Yes. The match itself didn't give us much to care about. And then we it was too predictable. We knew Drew McIntyre was winning. Come on now. Uh, I didn't care for it. I didn't it should have just it. been a two-on-one, Dylan. I, it would have been more compelling as a handicap match. Yeah. I will be completely honest. And that is because as good as, as Riddick Moss, or as much as Riddick Moss, <laughs> I'm, I refuse to say that fucking name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, as improved as he's gotten in the ring, Baron Corbin is by far the better wrestler in that tandem. Yes. And I feel Baron Corbin, and I'm not a big Baron Corbin guy either, but he would have elevated that match a little more. And even though, like, Drew beating them two-on-one had been like, oh, of course, like, Drew Superman. Drew McIntyre is a million mad about it. Um, yeah. But I think Baron Corbin being involved in the match would have made it better, made it more compelling. This could have been a house show. I wouldn't even put it on TV. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Uh, what'd you give it? 1.8. I give it a 2. So uh, we were... I mean, I, I I didn't like it, but I was glad they gave Moss something, right? Next. Next. <laughs> um, oh, boy. This match... Uh, okay. So the Street Profits uh, took on RK Bro for the Raw Tag Team titles. And RK Bro won the match with a sick RKO at the end, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but uh, Dylan, would you like to start? Because I've got a little bit to say about it. So um, something you didn't mention, Kyle, was that um, Migos was there. Next. For, for no reason. Um, yeah, why were they there? I missed that. WWE was in Atlanta, and that's where Migos are from. That's the only reason? That's it. Oh, okay. Go on. Great storytelling. Yes. Yeah. Um, the match itself was actually pretty entertaining. I will say, though, I was very let down at the end. Um, I love the Street Profits. I get RK Pro winning. I'm not super mad about it, even though I wanted the Profits to win. <clears throat> but Kyle, this would have been a perfect time for a heel turn. Mm-hmm. And they didn't pull the trigger. Instead, everyone just celebrated in the ring. Jeez. Everyone was best friends, hugging each other. Hey, look at that. We're cool. No, they should have turned heel. I'm disappointed with it. It definitely lowered my score, I will say. I was expecting it. I was let down. Match itself, though, very entertaining because these two teams are very good. It's much like New Day Usos. I knew this match going in was going to be fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm not mad about the match quality itself. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the finish of it. But post-match, I was disappointed. Don't we do not do this very often, but I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't care about 80% of this match. It didn't mm-hmm. do anything for me. Um, it did look like WWE, like you said, could be testing the waters. So a lot of times, Dylan, WWE likes to jump into stuff, but I could kind of see what they're doing. They wanted to kind of see 
how people would react if Street Profits were the heel team in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And they they started at first with doing like the taunts to the crowd and stuff like that. And then the wrestling style was the same. But uh, I think it can work. I think it's just going to be a slow build, which I'm not too against. You know, it's WWE. They're going to mess up anyway. But right. Um, I, I, I'm not against the slow build and seeing how the fans would react because they just jump in the stuff and no one cares about it. So I'm not too against that. But mm-hmm. one plus in this match, Dylan, Matt Riddle is becoming so, so, so good in the ring. Yes. Uh, yes. And that he can carry a match by himself, which is huge for RK Bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flip from Ford, you know, over the ring post was very, very cool. I love that yes. spot. And the pop-up RKO at the end ruled. Loved it. Like I said, the ending was amazing. I loved it. The mm-hmm. match was very vanilla, <clears throat> and it didn't do a lot for me. Okay. Um, I expected a lot more. These teams are great. I just didn't love it. Um, what did you give it? I gave it a 2.5. It was just right down the middle. Wow. Okay, I give it a 2.7. I read it higher than you did. And you so. dogged it more than me. I did. Yeah. It was I mean, dude, it was it was post match for me. I, I sounds like I enjoyed the action more than you, and you were okay with everything else. And I was disappointed. But right? do you see what I'm saying about yeah. the slow build and testing waters? I, I do. I just feel like this would have been a good time to pull that trigger. But remember, Dylan, here's my thing about winning a tournament is that Winning a tournament does not mean you have this big build or this big story. Remember, there hasn't been a big story between these two teams. So Mm -hmm. I'm okay with RK Bro retaining because I want them to lose. Oh, no, 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 no. Meaningful. Okay. Okay. Let me me clarify. I'm okay with RK Bro winning. I'm saying post match, Street Profits should have attacked. Oh, I see what you're saying turn should have happened and then you continue on a story these now these teams can have a series of matches instead of what seems like a one and done but you can do that at the royal rumble you could Uh, have the hill turn the royal rumble if they even do the match you wait till i break down raw buddy yeah true all right uh we're gonna move (laughs) on um next what was match uh it was edge versus the miz yeah uh um Yikes. Uh, Don't, I'm going to have you start with this one. This, I love Whew. both of these guys so much that it pains me to say that this match was a huge disappointment. This sucks. Um, the match itself was awful. And yeah. I, think, I think it was because they were more worried about what happened post-match and a build-up post-match, which we will get to after we each say <clears> our <throat> thoughts. <sighs> this match sucked. Yeah. Really cool edge entrance. The brood mixed in with the with the regular edge entrance, which I love. Um, Miz looks like a million bucks on paper. This should have been a, a underdog show stealer. Yeah, you know, it should have been match of the night. It, yeah, it it easily had the potential on paper to be match of the night, and it was kind of a dud. It, I, there's just a lack of chemistry between these two because we know they could both go. It's not like this is a two bad wrestlers in the ring and no one cares about it. Like these are two of WWE's dare I say best. Yes. This should be great. And I think it's a lack of chemistry. We'll see where they go moving forward. We know where they're going to go moving forward. We'll talk about it. Um, You can break that down on raw if you want. Yeah, I'm going to, Okay, but um, 
maybe maybe it'll get better in the future. I think just the more these guys work together, we'll see. Because the promos were great going in. The build was fine. Match was match sucked. <laughs> um, I think, Dylan, they were too complacent about what's going to happen in the Royal Rumble, and they didn't focus on that match. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, they were too focused moving forward than they were now. No, let, no let's say a couple positives about this match, because I didn't like the match either. The physicality mm-hmm. by The Miz, The Miz did try in this match. Yes, um, they both you know, did. Attacking the knee, he did slam Edge's face in announcer's mm-hmm. table, so they tried, Dylan, to have heat. Yeah. Um, it, the match just didn't have a sustainable pace in the crowd outside of the entrances and saying that Miz sucked one time. It was non-existent. They, they didn't care. Yeah. Um, the execution from the apron on the outside, that was the best part of the match. Yep. Um, this whole match was to build Beth Phoenix coming out mm-hmm. to the aid of Edge, setting up the spear for the win. Um, if I didn't say it at the beginning, Edge did win with the spear. Yep. Um, I don't know, Dylan. I, I didn't like it. What'd you grade it? Um, oh God, I gave it like a one point nine. Wow, I gave it a two point two. Yeah. Um, I've been I, more we, harsh. I've been more harsh. Uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to the harsh here pretty soon. Um, yep. So yeah, <laughs> that. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch uh, versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. And uh, so Becky won with a manhandle slam to retain the title. Dylan, if uh, if planes were not clear about where they're going forward, they are now. And uh, they probably do not include Liv Morgan. But uh, do you want to go in the match and what you thought and uh, maybe what direction they'll go? Let me collect my thoughts here for a second. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Let's go, Cycle Dylan in the building. What are we doing? You built a fucking star and did nothing with it. I, I, I would, I would be loose on the star, but I completely understand what you're Dude, saying. Dude, the crowd is so much behind Liv. Yeah, they wanted her so badly to win. Dude, I was on the edge of my seat watching this match. I'm like, you gotta do it. This is it. I told you Becky was winning. I am I... so disappointed. <laughs> okay. All right. So let me get my uh, unbiased journalist voice back on. Uh, match itself was actually very good. Whew. Yes, I liked it. I love this mm. match. But my fucking God, can we not just give Liv Morgan a chance? Dude, she's been so good the last several months, and I don't understand what we're doing here. Well, don't. It's, it's everyone else. What are we doing with Shayna? I agree. It's like, look, I on this show, I'm the only Becky supporter remaining. Kyle has checked no, out. No, no, I can't stand her. Yeah, Kyle's checked out. He's gone. I'm the only one who supports <laughs> Becky. And it's not even a knock on her. It's just like, it's, it's a knock on WWE. It's another poor booking decision. I love Becky Lynch, but it's like, God damn it. Like, we have someone new that people are behind. I think, I think they're afraid with the whole, like, last time they put the belt on someone. We're going to break it down in a little bit, but it didn't really work. Maybe well, yeah, let's just look at what character you gave it on. 
<laughs> you gave it to a stupid superhero gimmick that didn't work. I know, and I and wonder Mickey's if like not that good. I was talking about someone else, but we'll get to it later. Uh, <laughs> but I I see what you're saying. Like the crowd was behind Nikki. All right, let's give her the belt, and it was a fucking dud. I don't know. Like WWE can't book with fear. That's what I'm saying. Wrestling promotions cannot book with fear. You got to take a risk every once in a while. This is your chance, WWE, to do something different. But instead, Becky Lynch wins, LOL. Is it my turn? Can I get into it? Go ahead. Going in this match, Dylan, so from when it started, bell rang, I thought this lacked the big fight feel that it needed. I think the the promos weren't awful, but they're definitely carried by Becky because she's definitely the better on the mic of the two. But – I don't know. I, I just I didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, Liv's going to win. It just felt like another match for me. Um, Liv did show the emotion early, especially, you know, the announcer table spot. Crowd was super behind her. But, man, I'm, Dylan, you're not going to like this. Mm-hmm. She's average in the ring, and when you put her with someone average like Becky, it's going to be average. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I couldn't get into this. Uh, the leg drop on the back of the neck, it just it didn't look great. I continued to lose interest. Um, Liv really tried in this match, and I'm not denying the effort. The shotgun drop kick, the first one. The second one didn't connect great, but the first one was awesome. So did the sunset, like, flipping. Flip, oh, that was whatever, great. Off the top rope. That was really cool. Becky sold that very, very well. Um, Becky had a few nice kicks here and there. But Dylan, I didn't get the feel that this was a big, big match or a big feud. When you put, you know, two wrestlers that aren't at the top of the division in the ring, that's what I mean. This is what I run. What I expected is a decent match. I give credit to Liv; she's come a long way. Mm-hmm. If she was ever going to become champion, Dylan, it would have been on Saturday night. Yeah, um, and I feel like it's not happening now. And Dylan, why did she not win this match as well? She was going against someone from the Four Horsewomen. That's what it is. Um, the Four Horsewomen, they dictate everything. Um, they did not want someone like Liv, Dylan. Um, I think this is the biggest reason. They didn't want Liv walking into WrestleMania as a champion. Um, so they thought, well, why would we give it to Liv if she's not going to be walking in three months later WrestleMania? So... Uh, listen, Liv Morgan is not winning the Royal Rumble. Let's be completely honest. Um, we're going to talk about Raw and what direction they're going to go. That does not include Liv Morgan, unfortunately. Um, well, it kind of does, but it's not going to in the long term. Yep. Um, I just found it interesting, though, and the last thing I'll say about this match, the crowd, it, it just, it's, it's looking tired of the repetition of the champions mm-hmm. in this company. It just yep. is. like People are just like, why are we doing this? Why can't we put it on someone new? It's just, it's getting old and people are tired of it, Dylan. Um, I didn't like the match very much. Um, the effort was there. I, I didn't love the mood. I think I was more X's and O's than you were. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotion was there. I just didn't care for it. So what'd you give it? I uh, gave it a 2.8 out of five. It could have been wow. better. Could have been better, but I still enjoyed it. But man, just the the lack of risk here yeah. took it away. I give it two point six. I didn't even okay. like it, and it was almost. Um, so I was a little bit uh, nicer than you were. But uh, all respect to Liv, 
Um, if she ever does leave, I think they've got a big star uh, in their hands because uh, if she gets a little bit better in the ring, Dylan, she's going to be awesome. And, she's uh, getting better. That's she's getting thing. better, but yeah. can she be the level of a Charlotte or Shayna Baszler? We'll have to wait and see. But, um, oh, boy, this one's going to take a while. Uh, WWE Championship in the main event uh, was now a fatal five-way. Um, mm-hmm. There was news that Roman could not because uh, I don't know if he had COVID-19 or ran in someone COVID-19. I'm not sure what they said. He but, said he uh, tested positive. I know that's what they said. That's a very quick return for that. Anyway, yeah. um, Brock Lesnar was now in the match making it a fatal five-way. Um so, don't I'm going to say this before I say the result. Once Brock came out last, you knew he was winning the match. I'm not, I mean, that's – they presented everyone just like a random guy until Brock came out, and that was the big feel. Um, and Brock Lesnar did defeat Big E, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley to win the title. Actually, you know what? I'm going to let you go first. So, uh, what did you think here, Dylan? This match was a very, very – very entertaining car, car crash. I was just going to say car crash. Um, this match was 100 miles per hour. There was no there was no feeling out process. There was no lockup. There was no intense stare downs. This was, I'm going to fuck you up, and I'm going to do it very quickly. Loved it. Um, and everyone looked good. Owens got a little bit in. Rollins got a little bit in. But they were kind of afterthoughts. This was about Big E, Lashley, and Lesnar, it felt like. It was mainly Lashley and Brock to me. Yeah, but even that, their interactions were very limited, and I think they did that on <coughs> purpose. And the interactions they did have, Bobby looked like a fucking star. Oh, God, yeah. Brock, people don't say this about Brock Lesnar enough. He has got extremely high IQ when it comes to pro wrestling. He sold like a champ. That spear through the barricade looked brutal. It looked like he he was on the ropes. In, in the hurt lock, and it, it was Big E who broke it up. Brock Lesnar didn't get out of it. Um, so he made he made Bobby look amazing. Big E looked good in this match. He sold very well. This he did probably, sell. This was probably the strongest I've seen Big E since he became champion, and that's saying something, and it's in the match that he lost. Um, I absolutely loved this match. I'm not mad about Brock Lesnar winning, especially – with the direction they're going to go. And I'll talk about that very soon. Um, I loved it. I really did. I'm not mad about it. I don't have a lot of knocks to say. I feel like the, the 10 minute mark that it had, I think it was somewhere around there, eight to 10 minutes long. It was a very quick match. It fit. It's one of those things where it, it, it was a short match, but didn't feel rushed. If that makes sense. It was just high energy. Go get them. Good finish. Um, Brock's the champ. With Paul Heyman again, good stuff. Um, if it just would have went about maybe three minutes longer, it would have been just a little bit better. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from the tandem of Rollins and Owens. That's yeah. only my biggest complaint. Yeah. Um, because that's probably going to be a WrestleMania match, if I, in my opinion, will be Owens and Rollins because that's what they usually do. They have a short team and they have a WrestleMania match. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but it kind of looks like it for me. Anyway, uh, Dylan, this match was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, once Brock came out last, everyone knew he was winning. Uh, like you said, it was car crash. 
they were just tossing each other around the ring. I loved it. Uh, Lashley speared Brock in the next week. Um, Bobby Lashley has a great flatliner. Um, no yeah. one talks about that enough. Um, the partnership with Seth and Kevin, great psychology there. Um, Kevin Owens was fantastic, I thought. The crowd is just so behind him. It's just a shame that they're not going to put the title on him anytime soon. Everything made sense. Um, once Brock came back and dominated, it was just more, you know, it's just the icing on the cake pretty much that he was going to win. Um, they protected Bobby so much in this match because there's a direction that we're going to go and we might disagree a little bit, but we'll get to that. Um, finish made sense, Dylan. Um, Brock pinned the one guy that, listen, Big E did look good in this match. I'm not mm-hmm. denying it, but look who he's in the ring with. He's literally in the ring with four of the best guys, maybe in the world, Dylan. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying that he didn't look bad, but he was in the ring with some really good talent. It's of the five, unfortunately, Biggie was the only one that could have taken the pin. Yes. Um, listen, I was not a fan of his title reign, but I really felt bad for Biggie because he's probably not going to win the title anytime soon, or he might not even win it again. No. Um, at least for a long time, anyway. Um, I think the ring work of Big E isn't that far off. It's just the gimmick. It's just what kills me about Big E. Mm-hmm. I like his personality a lot. It's just he needs something new. If he could maybe use that in a heel way and maybe like a sarcastic heel, maybe. But the match itself, Dylan, maybe three minutes longer. I really, really liked it. All the action. Um, not a lot of complaints from me. Um, what'd you uh, What'd you grade it? Give it a four point two out of five. I, I give it a three point nine. So we're not too far off. Uh, we're very very similar all night long. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, good stuff in the main event. Um, would you like to say your overall thoughts on the pay per view? Your in your grade, yeah, um, out of ten. Yeah, in your so, match of the night, by the way, which match- I think we already know. Match of the night's the main event. I oh, mean, yeah. No, yeah. no yeah. doubts about it. Not even um, close. Yeah, not even close. Um, overall, <clears throat> the pay-per-view quality-wise was better than I thought it would be going in. The card itself, you, you and I talked numerous times. We weren't excited when the uh, event was announced. And then the card looked really good. On paper, this should be a much higher score. I was let down a couple times. Match quality at moments, lacked. But this was still an above-average show. I think it was a decent build to the Royal Rumble. It's still a B show. I mean, let's be real. Um, but I, I, it was a good stepping stone to get to the more important stuff coming up, like the Rumble um, and the Mania pictures starting to clear up a little bit. We already know a couple things that are going to happen at the Rumble, which I'll talk about when I break down WWE stuff. Um, and so this was a good stepping stone to that. Could have been better on paper. It looked great. What we got as a result, somewhat lackluster at times, but still above average. Um, out of 10, I'm going to go right above average and say 6 out of 10. Just a flat 6. I gave it 5.8, so we're right on the money. Um, okay. The uh, match of the night, with that, I mean, the main event was great. Um, I don't want you to forget about this match this time next year, Dylan, because we might be talking about it if it uh, because this match was really, really good. Really good. Um, overall, I thought it was a little bit above average. Um, 
I was let down a little bit, Dylan. Uh, I didn't like the Street Profits, RK Bro, um, the Usos, New Day, just a little bit better. But I still, I thought it was probably my second favorite match of the night was the Usos match. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like, I just don't know if Charlotte Tony Storm would have, if it would have happened, it would have made anything different. Um, listen, I'm not saying that Tony Storm's bad, Charlotte's bad, but. I don't know how much it would have elevated it, but I think the Roman Brock match, if we had it, it would have been awesome. I think but, so. Uh, you know, overall, I wasn't mad about it. Um, it was about where I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to grade about a five. I got, it was a 5.8 for me. Not great, but definitely not the worst that we've seen. It was a lot better than I thought SummerSlam. But um, so, yeah, that's what we got. Um so to clear up some WWE things, uh, would you like to go into the WWE news? Yeah, so Raw and SmackDown, obviously, all set up Royal Rumble stuff, basically. It was post-day one, um, and it was just setting stuff up for the future. So we had Edge and Beth Phoenix challenging Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag match at the Royal Rumble. Miz accepts it, uh, so that match is now official. Are you excited for it, yes or no? I'm excited to see Beth Phoenix back in the ring in a non-Battle Royal uh, or uh, tag team turmoil format like we got at Mania last year. Yeah. So I'm really stoked to see Beth Phoenix get some shine. Um, hopefully it'll be better. Yeah. I don't know. I still have a sour taste in my mouth from their singles match, so we'll see. Yeah, it was bad. Yep. Um, Omos defeated AJ Styles in singles action and beat him clean, Next. by the way. Uh, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan brawled after a Becky Lynch promo <coughs> where she was seeking new challengers. Belair came out, uh, which is where I think what I think you were hinting at, that that's going to be the direction moving yeah. forward. Uh, Morgan got involved, kind of teasing a potential triple threat match between the two. If that match happens, as much as I love Liv Morgan, it's not really believable that she can pick up the win. against. No, she's both not winning. No, no. If she no. wasn't winning one-on-one. She's not winning a yeah. threat against Bianca. No yeah. way. So, I don't see that happening. Um, in big news, Chad oh, Gable, what? Before you get there, um, they did announce next week, triple threat match, number one contenders, um, Liv, Bianca, and uh, Piper. I don't know okay. why Piper Neven is even in that. She lost every match to Bianca. Um, yeah. Maybe they could do Piper Neven against Becky, just do something different, just as a one-off film. Because let's be honest, would you turn Liv heel? Maybe. I don't know. I probably wouldn't no. just because people like her. But let's be honest, she's not winning the title. But let's go on with uh, the Chad Gable news because uh, um, I heard about this. Yeah. Chad Gable and Otis did defeat RK Bro. Let's go, and it man. Was- Otis getting the pinfall over Matt Riddle, um, hitting a front slam. And basically, they just can't call it that because Mark Henry's in AEW now. Um, he's been canceled. So, uh, But in the main event, Bobby Lashley defeated Kevin Owens, Big E, and Seth Rollins in the fatal four match we were supposed to get at day one. This was a very entertaining match. Basically, WWE gave it away on Raw because we didn't get it at premier live event sorry almost called it a pay-per-view almost got canceled kyle yeah big dave uh, brother big dave would have came after me <laughs> um lashley picks up the win he is now the number one contender for brock lesnar's wwe title and these two behemoths will finally square off one-on-one at the royal rumble um super stoked for that match however 
Let's go into SmackDown because I don't oh, think no. it's going to fucking matter, Kyle. Oh, no. So, post-Monday Night Raw, everyone's on the high that we're getting <laughs> Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, hallelujah, WWE's giving us what we want. And then SmackDown rolled around, and they are teasing a champion versus champion match between Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Reports now are saying that that match will probably happen at WrestleMania to unify the world titles. That's the rumor going around the dirt sheets. We'll see if that actually happens, but there's unfinished business between these two instead of letting them just carry on their own shit and doing a fresh start for the both of them, like I told you, could happen. They said, fuck it. They're both champions, but ah, that's the match you want. We've seen it. Look, it'll be a fine match. You said yourself that if it happened at day one, it would have been okay. We would have been fine with it. It would have been a fun match. But my God, you just gave us Brock and Bobby, and now you're going to be like, nah, you're going to get Roman after this. It makes the Bobby news feel useless, right? Well, and it makes Bobby look like a jabroni. Like a, yeah, I was going to say dumbass, but a jabroni <laughs> just because like – Now, Dylan, if the only way the Brock-Roman thing makes sense if it's not for unification. Yeah. You have Bobby beat Brock – with interference from Roman, that is the only way that this works. Just yeah, because, Dylan, can... if sorry, if, if you unify this, Dylan, it mm-hmm. makes everyone on Raw look like a joke because a part-timer is basically coming in and winning your title and then moving to SmackDown to face his guy or their guy. So yeah. it makes everyone the main event scene look weak, and I, just, I, I hate it. I hate it. If if they do the unification thing, I hate to say it, but there should only be one winner, and it's Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, because in a if you're only if you're only going to have one champion in WWE moving forward, which I'm not entirely against, to be honest, having one world champion bounce from show to show, it's got to be Roman. You can't have a part timer be that one champion. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Rick Boogs defeated Sami Zayn, and then Johnny Knoxville threw Sami Zayn over the top rope. Confirming that he's in the fucking Royal Rumble. Um, Wait, I thought Sami Zayn was number one contender. Anyway, Kyle. Oh my God. Why is the match? Why is that so bad? Why is SmackDown so bad? No one knows. Uh, Charlotte Flair ran a video package where she announced the Women's Royal Rumble, which we ran through some of the entrants yep. earlier. Um, and then she put herself in the match saying he, she was going to be the first champion to win the Rumble and pick her own challenger at WrestleMania oh, instead no, please, of it being WWE. vice versa. Kyle, I can really see that happening. In oh, please, scary. WWE, please don't. <laughs> oh, my. Dude, if Charlotte opens up the show and wins, I'm leaving. I'm leaving your house. I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not watching the rest of it. I don't care. I, dude, I don't care if Ace Austin comes out and wins the men's. I am not watching the rest of that show if Charlotte wins. Oh, shit. I am anyway, walking out. So after that, Naomi came out, cuts a promo saying how she should be challenger. Okay. Why? I don't know. Because Tony Storm got cut and they have no one else to come out and interrupt. Yeah, I, how do you feel about Naomi? I, I just don't think she's that great in the ring. She's think, very fun and she's very athletic. Yes. But ring work, she's just, she's just not it. I think she's a great athlete. She's a average at best wrestler. And that's about it. <coughs> yep. She's not a great storyteller. Her feuds aren't very believable. But she is exciting. But that's it. 
Um, it's mainly anyway. because of her entrance, but go on. Yeah. Anyway, Charlotte Flair beat her, so it was all for nothing anyway. Yeah. Uh, the Usos defeated the New Day for the tag titles to retain the tag titles. This match was a street fight and had the feel like this was going to be the last match between the two teams for at least a while. It uh-huh. just kind of had that feel going in that you put a stipulation on it like this. It's like a winner take all kind of thing. They didn't advertise it like that, but that's kind of how it felt. Who's uh, next? So. Anyway, Kyle, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. It's like nothing really was set up. Anyway. Uh, oh, I Adam, know who's next. Hmm. It's going to be Moss and Corbine. Oh, my God. It's going to be Rick Boogs and Nakamura. Oh, my gosh, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, go uh, on. Anyway. Nakamura's so, Adam Pierce said that he had a challenger for Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Um, so the show ends with Roman watching the street fight um, in his locker room or whatever. Someone knocks at the door. Roman's challenger emerges, <coughs> and it is Seth Rollins. God, stupid. I don't... I don't... Why now? Dude, that's literally a WrestleMania main event. Why are you doing it with no build and just to be a headline? Yeah, it's literally just a, hey, here's your next challenger, and it's Seth Rollins. The only headline from this is that it's a, a guy from Raw showing up on SmackDown? Oh, my God. Um, that just makes SmackDown look terrible. Dude, SmackDown is unwatchable. Yeah. They don't have anyone else. Drew's out. We haven't even mentioned Sasha Banks is out eight weeks with an injury. So I don't even know what they're going to do with the SmackDown woman's side. But, oh, man. So before I get your thoughts on WWE this week, you mentioned Rollins and Reigns could have been a WrestleMania match. Yes. Everyone and their fucking mother is saying that Bobby Lashley (coughs) and Brock Lesnar is a WrestleMania main event just waiting to happen. Have both of them. Why don't you have Rollins hypothetically speaking, win the Rumble, say, hey, instead of Brock, I want Roman, he transitions to SmackDown. You have Bobby win an Elimination Chamber or something on the road to WrestleMania to become Brock's number one contender. You just set up two Mania matches. You don't do Bobby Brock at the Rumble. Instead, you give Big E his rematch just for shits and giggles. He's Um, not winning, by the way. No, no. I'm (laughs) saying... You give Big E a rematch at the Rumble. Brock wins, and then Brock's on a part-time schedule anyway, so now you give him time off until Mania, or the build of Mania. And in doing that, you can have a big number one contenders match. You can have an Elimination Chambers match to determine Brock's number one contender and have Bobby win that. Sets up WrestleMania. Rollins wins the Rumble. Sets up Roman and Seth. I cannot believe they're doing Roman-Brock unification. I, I know they're doing it. That's the way it's I know looking. They are. It's the way and it's looking. It, it, doing it, it, it makes the wrestle the rest of WrestleMania look like it does not matter, especially on the men's side. Look what they're doing with the mid card titles, Dylan. No yeah. one cares about them. So the only thing. So uh, I'm, I'm happy you said that. Before we uh, move on and do our dummy moments and transition to the interview, um, the only positive that comes out of doing a unification match is you get one world champion. So it makes that championship matter instead of two. Um, 
and say Roman's doing stuff on SmackDown, that gives Raw the opportunity to boost Damian Priest to make him more established as the U.S. champion. Make They're not whoever. Yeah, but I'm saying that could happen. You're not going you, to. You, Come on. You have, you have the opportunity. Say Roman transitions to Raw, feuds with a Kevin Owens or a Seth Rollins or a Bobby Lashley or whoever. Now you have Nakamura or Sami Zayn or whoever you want to put the IC title on. You can elevate that and make that the most important thing while Roman's doing stuff elsewhere. You see what I mean? Like if no, have, I see what you're saying, but they're yeah. not going to do with any of that. No. No, it'll just be <laughs> Roman wins, LOL. And that's everyone, it. Everyone go fuck yourself. That's and, uh, and that's it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Dylan, what's your dummy out moment of the week? My dummy out moment of the week is whoever did uh, Chris Jericho's fucking hair. Uh, oh did you God. see how bad yeah. the color job looked? Come on, Chris. Do better. Was that it? it? Looked, <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, th- th- not much I can dive into. It's just, uh, <laughs> dude, there's like a glop of like just for men on his forehead. Like, yep. I don't know. It looked awful. Yeah, it did. Um, whoever AEW's hairdresser is back there, or maybe Chris did it himself. I don't know. Uh, do a better job. That's my dummy moment this week. Very to the point. So mine is uh, goes to WWE's creative team. So, Don, I'm sure you – I know you saw the graphic. Um, the women's Royal Rumble, all mm-hmm. the roster names, you know, some like Kelly Kelly, Lita, Michelle McCool, et cetera. First of all, Dylan, why not make any of those a surprise? And True. why the hell are the Bell Twins back in this match? True. I mean, why, why? And now, Dylan, the only thing of importance that this has and what it shows is they don't, they don't have stars. Mm-hmm. They have to try to bring their quote unquote stars for an event that should create stars, not rewind time. And dude, I, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I mean, for years, the rumble has always been fun because it's like a, you never know who's going to show up. And I'm not against legends showing up from time to time. Having I'm not a quick either. Pop, but you could, if Mickey James comes out, everyone goes, what the fuck especially if she came out with the impact title on her waist and took it off before she gets in the ring could you imagine that what the fuck headline yeah amazing um announcing someone like the bella twins i mean they did just go into the hall of fame that's the only thing i could think of um announcing someone like kelly kelly as much as i loved her um eh. but like lita you could have saved as a surprise Mickey James, you could have saved as a surprise. They would have gotten big pops. Maybe There's even still, Summer Ray. Summer Ray, maybe, or Kelly. But, like, I'm not against them announcing some people, but I'm with you. I love the surprise entrance, and you take that away from us. That's the thing I love about the Royal Rumble. That That is the Royal Rumble or the surprise entrance. That is the Royal Rumble, yeah. Dylan. Announcing 20 entrants. And it all just be your current roster. Yeah, I mean, we expected that. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But save that last 10 or 12 for us to guess. You know, yeah. you and I have done this for years ongoing where we make a list of 30 for both the men's and the women's, and we try and predict how many we get right as far as who's going to be in the match and where they're going to end. It's one of the so, most fun things I look forward to of the yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's one of these little games that Kyle and I like to do come Rumble time every time we watch it together. And I know we'll do it again this year. Unfortunately. But, like, damn, now you took away, like, none of us would have guessed Mickey James, right? She doesn't even work with the company. No. That would have well, been such a cool surprise and a cool pop in my living room to go, like, what the fuck just happened? The only reason why they didn't do Mickey, Dylan, is because 
of the cross promotion. They want to promote yes. tonight's Hard to Kill. That's the only reason why they do didn't you do think? That. Do you think Mickey James comes out to her WWE theme, or she thinks she comes out to Hardcore Country? It should be Hardcore Country. I'll be singing. I mean, they're advertising her as the Impact Champion, so why not? You gotta do Hardcore Country. Why got not it. come out to her Impact theme? But I just uh, I, ju- I just see this becoming a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of a lot of hope for WWE to pull this one <laughs> off. But um, I'm gonna be honest. Right before we're gonna talk, or actually, don't would you? Uh, would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week before we transition into the Cameron Walker interview? Yeah, next week is going to be the return of quite possibly the most fun game, uh, segment that we do uh, seemingly monthly. It is the history and trivia segment for the Royal Rumble. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute because we didn't do one for day one because it was the first year. Um, this is going to be – dude, the Royal Rumble has such an extensive history and how long that event's been around. Yeah. This may get fun, guys. Oh, uh, this is going to get fun. One thing, Dylan, I am not excited about this Royal Rumble because if they use any dumb people from NXT 2.0 – I'm going to have a brain aneurysm. So I'm going to, dude, I, I'm going to be loading on this show if they, could you imagine if Braun Breaker won? If, if Braun Breaker wins the Royal Rumble, I'm done. Braun Breaker is going to be in the final three. I'm calling it. If Braun Breaker wins, we're changing the format of the show. I'm not talking about WWE ever again. Ever. <laughs> Put it to uh... the bank. Never talking about them again. If Braun Breaker wins. Um, but please have, please have AJ win by the way, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna transition into Cameron Walker interview. It should be a fantastic interview. Um, we're going to get ready for that and, uh, we will catch everyone on the flip side. All right, everyone. We are super excited to have a very talented indie wrestler on the show today. Cameron Walker. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, would you like to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and why you got into the wrestling industry? Yeah, totally. So I am Cameron Walker. I am 21 years old. Excuse me. I am a current independent professional wrestler. I am one half of the most exclusive tag team in all professional wrestling. The only cams yes, with sir. my partner, Cameron Stewart. Uh, I am currently the triple crown wrestling world heavyweight champion. And the reason I got into wrestling is just, it's the most cliche answer because you're going to hear from a lot of guys, but it's just something I grew up loving and it's something that I was dying to be a part of. And I just did it. Was there one company, was there one company you liked a lot or was it just all kinds of different wrestling you watched? Um, I mean, it was a lot of things, but mainly, uh, I just loved watching WWE growing up. Um, I was a big fan of like edge and, you know, Jeff Hardy, like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. That's when I really fell in love with it. It's kind yeah, of like on, on, on par with us. Yeah. Around the, around the same time frame, too. Kyle and I, when we were kids, that's what we used to That's what we bonded over, really. Yeah. We were wee little children. Um, I kind of wanted to get, like, your point of view from a fan's perspective because wrestling nowadays is kind of divisive. It's either you like one thing or you like another, and no one seems to be able to agree, and I think it. If it's all good, it's all good. But um, what what kind of style, I guess stylistically, what are you into as a fan, and how does that inspire you in the ring as well? Um, well, I guess I enjoy. Um, I just 
like watching good guy versus bad guy storytelling. Yeah. Honestly, and that's that that that's the that's the root of every good match. That's the root of every good story in wrestling. And you know, you just go back and really just uh like one rivalry that um you know I loved watching growing up was just uh CM Punk and Jeff Hardy. Yes. Uh like over the world title and it was it was, that was just simple good guy versus bad guy huge fan favorite everyone hated punk it just they just meshed together so well mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a feud and a storyline that doesn't get brought up enough that was one of my favorites as well you had the you had the straight edge guy against the guy who was you know kind of beating his own drum kind of thing and it was very um People connected with it. You know, they were two like polar opposites, but they had great chemistry as well. Um, so I'm happy you brought that feud up in specifics. So uh, you had a match, I guess, last night, uh, tag match with Dwayne Davis facing Russ Bray and Tyler Logan. And after that match, you attacked Tyler Logan with your title. Uh, can you explain the dynamic you and Logan have, plus explain like the feud and how it transpired? Yeah, so um, that was actually last week, January 1st. Okay. Uh, um, I think it just aired last night. But uh, we, me and Tyler actually had a title match last night. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so, y- you know, that little punk's just running his mouth, me and Dwayne. We're, you know, <laughs> we're doing our thing. <laughs> Tyler's out here. He's, you know, small fish, big pond. <laughs> Thinks he can be the champ. You know, gets maybe gets a little lucky on me. Uh, so... We beat him. No big deal. You don't know. No deal. No I swear. <laughs> yeah. He, That's funny. So he challenges me to a uh, – actually, I challenged him because I felt a little disrespected. So I challenged yeah. him one-on-one for the title last night, January 8th in Monticello, and I whooped his butt. <laughs> and I'm still <laughs> What what was the uh, what was the finish of the match? Oh, I hit the unprettier on him as I oh, God, as I, love I do. Move. Love it, love it. Um, I I have watched a couple of your matches and wow, you are very very impressive. Um, is there? Do you really stick to one promotion or do you kind of bounce around a little bit? And I or uh, I try to bounce around as much as I can. Um, gotcha. I do. I mean, there's obviously every wrestler is going to have this. There's going to be a core couple promotions that you're always going to be working for consistently, but it's always, always great to branch out. And, um, you know, for me, trying to get my name out and not just Triple Crown and not just ARW and not just Processing Mid South, but, you know, and all these new places that I'm trying to work. I debuted at a place in Georgia on Friday. I have going to Texas next Saturday. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to go new places and yeah. while still maintaining a professional relationship with the current places I work for. Absolutely. That's awesome. So uh, everyone knows by now wrestling is a tough industry to break into. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you grinding uh, towards your goals? You know, I just have a great support group, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, but honestly, my friends um, – I got a lot of friends in this industry and we're always just trying to better each other. Um, mm-hmm. um, like the other cam in particular, uh, 
I have some other friends down in Florida, Space Cowboy Stacy Alexander and Yep. Uh Eli Perez, you know, it's just you just surround yourself with great people and mm-hmm. great things happen. Absolutely. I I'm I kinda wanna talk about your tag team for a second, the only cam. She kinda gave a little promotion at the start. Um, how did that partnership come about and um, what goals do you guys have for yourself? Because you're currently a singles champion. You guys going to be going after tag team goal and other, uh, other promotions? Like, what do you guys got going on? Yeah, so uh, that, that is the plan. Okay. Hopefully we uh, can get that accomplished. But it really just started out, um, we were just texting each other one day and we're like, it'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as straightforward as you can make that. How how'd you guys come up with the name? Obviously, you guys are both Cameron, but is is it just more the joke oh. on the OnlyFans thing? Yeah, he, he <laughs> jokes. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know, this is money. We love it. We're I've seen it. the I've seen the T shirt. Where can we find them? Because I gotta have one. Um, I think the other Cam is selling them. Uh, he okay. might have them up on his wrestling T store. Okay. Um. His Instagram is at the Cameron Stewart. No, mm-hmm. at the Cam Stewart. Excuse me. Um, so I think he should have some on his page for sale. Just the you white one. Get that now, shirt. Though. All right, Kyle. So that's three on my shopping <laughs> list now. <laughs> <laughs> it's three. Got to get the only cams. Got to get the Danhausen. Got to get the Brendan Devine. Kyle hates that I love Danhausen. I, I don't mind the guy. He's just I don't know. Uh dude's a genius. He yeah, is a genius. I will give him that. Oh, that's not what you were saying before, before he I hopped on. I just said on. he was a little annoying for me, but I don't know. But uh, so I was watching one of your matches today against uh, Izzy Vaden, I think it was a couple months ago, and used a lot of power moves like scoop slam, Simone drop, stuff like that. Would you say your biggest strength as a wrestler is your power, or is there anything else you think outshines that? Um. Yeah, my you know, my power is one thing. Um. Uh, like last night with uh, Tyler, I was you know I hit him with power slam. I was throwing him around, whatnot, whatnot. I mean, he is a smaller <laughs> guy compared to, compared to Izzy, of course. Yeah, but, uh, I do like just the mental aspect of my game. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's you know affecting the psychology of my other of the opponent or affecting the psychology of the crowd, I do think that's something I do somewhat well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always room for improvement and everything, but I do enjoy the psychology and the, like, the mental game a lot. That's definitely a lost art in wrestling. A lot of guys and girls, they focus on just the in-ring stuff, and yeah, that's great, but you can tap into that, you know, heighten that IQ of sorts. It's definitely a lost art. Um, Kyle, that's probably his favorite thing is in-ring psychology. He brings it up every episode. Yep, love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the best advice you've received either be from a trainer or another wrestler, maybe, you know, your tag partner, um, what's the best advice that you could give to someone who wants to break into the business that maybe someone has said to you? Um, yeah. So, uh, I was trained by, uh, Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze down in Florida. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, um, whoa. <laughs> and uh, oh. You know, when I was first trying to get some shows and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. I was just talking to them, and they, it it burned into my brain. And when I was start when I was starting to reach out to uh, all these places and trying to get on all these shows and start making the uh, making the miles, they told me it's like people are going to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, all it takes is one yes, though. You can get a hundred no's, but if you get one yes, that one yes can turn 
into this and then into that and then into this and into that and you get it. and mm-hmm. it just just you need that one yes and because that's all it takes that's really all it takes kind of that never give up mentality basically exactly what what was working with sean spears like and tyler breeze i mean you just said you're trained by the both of them what was that experience like oh it was great um two of the best possible trainers i could have um been trained by and i Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Drop something next to me. I apologize. Oh, no. Dylan's done that a bunch. Uh, no, yeah, break a just, bowl. Yeah. I was, it was my protein powder to make sure it didn't spill. Uh, <laughs> shout out Rise Supplements. Uh, no, I, uh, I, um, yeah, it was a great experience and I just learned so much from them. I still continue to learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. They're two probably the most underrated workers, possibly on the planet. Sean's doing some really cool stuff in AW right now with MJF and everything. So the fact that you were trained by the both of them is that's, that's freaking awesome. I didn't know that going in. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I tried, tried to do as much research as possible, but when you dropped those names, I was like, Holy shit, this will be fun. And, and Tyler Breeze and NXT faced Jushin Liger. So that is crazy. Yeah, that's a great match too. Yeah. And Tyler Breeze was the man. I, yeah. I'm just, I, I hope we get to see him more in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you know, there's a lot of different match types in wrestling. What was the craziest match stipulation that you have had for a match? Ooh, um, I was in a hardcore scramble match a couple weeks ago. That was okay. That was interesting. I was in a, it was just like, I'll be honest. It was a mess. But it was <laughs> not, not the hardcore scramble, but what I'm about to say. It was oh. like last summer. It was like four teams, elimination style, falls kind of anywhere, hardcore, absolute, <laughs> just awfulness. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was just being chased around here with a kendo stick. I think I had a pinata in there at one point. <laughs> Why? Whoa! whoa. <laughs> Was, yeah, I went and got an Olaf pinata at Dollar Tree, hit it under the ring, pulled it out. Was going to slam Dude, someone is... on it, and then someone threw a water jug at my back. And then I got hit with Olaf. <laughs> that is awesome. That might be my favorite. <laughs> the Olaf pinata. <laughs> where, can, where, can, where can people find this match? So oh. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I haven't seen it. I'm watching it as soon as we hop off this. I have not seen it surface anywhere, and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you are are you a big fan of like hardcore wrestling? Is that something you want to tackle more? Maybe not um, in the future. But... Definitely, I think yeah. if you do it right, and um, or if you go to the right crowd, then it really is something special. And I don't think I've done enough of it. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I am very interested in doing something. Pretty cool like that again. You guys are crazy. I fall off the couch and cringe. I couldn't imagine in those sticks. Yeah, it's crazy. But oh, I mean, yeah. like, so, it, it, it is becoming more and more popular in mainstream wrestling now. AEW oh, big is time. doing more of it. So, big time, yeah. It's always taboo for a while. I didn't like it. Dylan, you got another question for him? <laughs> I'm still stuck <laughs> on the Olaf thing. Yeah. Man. I got to try and track this thing crazy. down. <laughs> <laughs> it was in uh 
Rocky Top, Tennessee in last July, I think, or August. One of the two. That's Rocky, Rocky yeah, Top, Tennessee. I, I do not think it aired. <laughs> okay. I'm All glad right. it didn't. Well, I'm going to try and get in contact with those people. Speaking of match types, what future match types outside of hardcore wrestling um, do you want to tackle? Ooh. I would love to do an Iron Man match. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to do a ladder match in particular. Yes. Okay. That's, I think, number one. Okay. Definitely number one. Ladder, dude, ladder spots can be brutal. Brutal. Um, dude, there he took is... an Olaf to the back. He can take it. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or take an Olaf to the spine, you're desensitized to everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, if you could create your own stable using any past or present wrestlers, who would you put into that stable and why? Like with me or Yeah, so so you would okay. be like the at the forefront. Yeah. Got you. Alrighty. Well, first, I think I would add my current stable mates, Jerry Swirls and Cameron Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Gotta plug the boys. Absolutely. Uh, but outside of that, I think I would add someone like it's a really great question and I can't really Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. I would probably go Jeff Jarrett. Oh, oh man. Jeff Jarrett would be awesome. <laughs> Double J. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh Jeff Jarrett and then you got to have a got to have a hoss for your group. You got to have that big powerhouse and I think Batista would be sick. Ooh. Yeah. I just want to see so- that tag team by itself. Jeff Jarrett and Batista, yeah, me too, man. (laughs) Me too, man. ECW booking them? (laughs) Why not? That'd be great. Oh, God. I did not think when I woke up this morning we'd be talking Jeff Jarrett. And Batista. (laughs) And Batista in a tag. That'd be money. Not going to lie. Someone hear me out. Jeff Jarrett versus Batista in an Olaf on a pole match? Oh, Put that in Rocky Top, Tennessee. <laughs> Dad, put that in main event WrestleMania, man. Yeah, why not? That's a, that's a Vince Russo special right there. Olaf on a pole match. <laughs> Jim oh. Cornette would approve it as well. Stop. <laughs> Jim Cornette doesn't approve of anything Vince Russo does. We know that by now. Or if you want to see a grown man explode, then uh, fuck that for Jim Cornette. <clears throat> Don't. what do you have uh, next for uh, Cameron Walker? <laughs> This thing's going off the rails, man. I'm I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, I Um, know. Okay, well, since I brought up Vince Russo, um, you mentioned you were a big fan, or or you got into wrestling around 2009-2010. Have you dove further back than that? Have you tried to become like a historian of the business, kind of watch some of the stuff in the 80s and 90s, maybe the Monday Night Wars and everything like that? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call myself an historian, but I do go back and watch a lot of old, quote-unquote old stuff uh, quite mm-hmm. frequently. Um, I do like watching Attitude Era stuff. is fun. I'm mm-hmm. not a cruiserweight, but the WCW cruiserweights are always always a joy to watch. Um, yeah. Dean Malenko, Jericho, Juventude. I mean, yes. they are simply fantastic. Um I do like a lot of ruthless aggression era stuff as well. 
I was watching last week Shawn Michaels and Edge from like Royal Rumble 04, 05 or whatever. Like oh, first. okay. And it was the first time I watched that match. I don't know how I hadn't seen it before. And it was just fantastic. Now, do you do you watch a lot of newer stuff or do you, you know, trend to one, I guess, year range? Or do you watch a lot more of the new wrestling uh, that comes out? I do watch more old wrestling than new wrestling now. Gotcha. Uh, um, it's hard when, when you're in the business, it's hard not to keep tabs on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do kind of watch some things here and there. Um, I watched Tommaso Ciampa and um, Braun Steiner or Breaker, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Last week. Uh, <laughs> God, Kyle. That, that, was, that, was, that was a good match. I did watch that. Surprisingly enough, I did watch that. And then uh, I've been, for those that don't know, I've been pretty hard on NXT 2.0. And uh, I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw someone saying, like, Braun Breaker's been wrestling for, like, not even a year. Mm-hmm. He's already just so darn good. I yeah. know. That's crazy. It's, it's wild. He's going to be uh, one of the forefronts of WWE, and you can tell already that they, they have stock in him. Absolutely. So. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's a Steiner. We know he's good in the ring. He's just not great at math, probably. True. <laughs> I, I think he'd be great at math. I don't know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, what cool stuff do you have coming up? I mean, we've, we've kind of dove a little bit into what you've done recently. You got any cool stuff over the next couple months? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, this weekend, I'm. I grew up in the Dallas Fort Worth area a little bit, and I'm making my first appearance there at Metroplex Wrestling. I, uh, and then the week after that, I'm going up to Louisville, no Frankfurt, for like a Comic Con. Um, Triple Crown Wrestling is running a show with them mm-hmm. next month. Uh, Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. February fourth. It's the fifth year anniversary show. Um, Cam and I will be there, of course, um, along with some other big names for the show. Uh, those are the pretty noteworthy ones for right now. Now, ARW, that uh, EC3 does stuff with them, I believe, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, is he going to be at that show? I believe so. I can't confirm i don't i don't i don't remember the names off the top of my head i have to look at the poster again mm-hmm. i cool. think he's gonna be there i think i know moose is gonna be there awesome. um jason dugan uh let me just pull up the poster oh no shane douglas and shark boy are gonna be there oh, oh shark boy that's our <laughs> a guy favorite, a favorite on this show we're yeah, trying to get show. him on the show he doesn't answer our dms Oh, boo. I wonder why. <laughs> no internet connection in the sea. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my last question is a, uh, is a fun one that we do for every wrestler that comes on here. Um, non-wrestling related. So what popular food would you be completely okay with for not eating again the rest of your life? So popular food that I don't like is bacon, and I would be completely okay with not eating it ever again. So what no is – uh, what is one for you? Ooh, man, it's, I I don't hate it, but like, 
Thanksgiving turkey, I guess. Mm. I, I, you know, could not care less about it. It's really? dry. It's dry. Yeah, yeah unless always... you're soaking it in gravy. It's just yeah. That's what I do anyway. Yeah. I would rather have ham on Thanksgiving than turkey. I'll stand by that statement. Facts. I'm with you. Facts. But Kyle not liking bacon. That's just, that's suspect. Yeah, I'm not a big bacon guy. Bacon and ice cream are two very popular ones. I just can't. And you eat know. black licorice like crazy. I do eat a lot of black. Do you like black licorice? <clears throat> oh, I do not like black licorice. No, oh, man. I'm I'm, I, I'm 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 actually sane. So yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. I, I've heard that a couple times. Thank you. But uh, thank you for saying that, Dylan. You got anything else for uh, Cameron Walker here before we hop on out? I think I've got everything covered uh, for the most part. Cool, cool. So uh, we do want to thank you again, Cameron, for taking the time to talk to us. Um, as always, our goal is to spread as much support as possible to you. So go follow him on Twitter at CamWalkerPW. If you have any shows coming in the Indiana, Illinois area, we'd love to come check it out. But uh, everyone, we're on the road to WWE's Royal Rumble. And uh, thanks again, Cameron, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's great yeah. talking to you guys. Come to the Midwest sometime. We'd love to come to a show. Absolutely. Will do. Definitely awesome. will do. Awesome.